Ah, shit. Here we go again. Welcome back to the People's Podcast. The Bunt brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Vans. Off the wall since 1960. Motherfucking sick. a very special day inside studio we it's been a long time coming but we finally made it our 100th episode doesn't that make you feel all warm and fuzzy dog it's crazy dog and like now when people email and they're like yeah i've been listening for a few years now i'm just like damn the fuck time's flying man we've been doing it for a couple years man and we finally made it so you know we have something super special for y'all this week ghost do the honors oh we got a big time legend sometimes we forget if you're not a certain age you might not be familiar with these guys that are staples staples for us if you're around our age or older danny renaud man holy shit what a guy (laughs) fucking one of the nicest dudes we've ever had on the show been through some crazy shit in his life and the fact that he's out here shredding with a smile on what a pleasure having him on man i'm hyped for you guys to hear this one. Oh, and then yeah you know what time it is the post office and the rundown eh? <laughs> ain't a damn thing changed but the rent baby make sure to follow us on instagram at the bunt live like us on facebook at the bunt get your emails and voice notes into the bunt live at gmail.com and definitely 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 spend some time at www.thebunlive.com our web shop is absolutely popping dog yo since last week's guilt trip to the people we sold out of hats had to do it (laughs) appreciate y'all man real shit real ones out there listening there may be a couple things left get yours before it's too late man and now the moment we've all been waiting for the ghost shout out of the week baby Ants, drum roll, please. <laughs> Yo, skating popped the fuck off this week. I got to give a shout out to a couple of my men. Yo, first of all, the uh, Nike SB Australia kids, the youth movement. The youth movement is real. I don't know any of your names, but I fucking love that montage, all those mini parts. You guys absolutely snapped. So enough respect to all of you. And then, yo, Free Skate Mag just won't stop with the amazing content. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Probably definitely not. But Enes Fazliov, yo, his free part. Go to Free Skate Mag right now. Subscribe to their YouTube. The man snapped, yo. I think he dropped like a five-minute part. It starts off kind of, you know what I'm saying, mellow. And then by the end of it, he's nolly front-nosing giant hubbas and shit. Don't even know. Backlipping huge rails. What a fucking fun watch, man. So go peep that. <laughs> Yo, quick question. Are you getting paid by Free Skate Mag now these days? Yo, maybe I should slide in the DMs, Low-key, eh? go shout out of the week brought to you by FreeSkateMag.com, man. Bro, I can't help it. They're dropping fire. I almost forgot. This one dropped 15 hours ago on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you hear this, it'll be a couple days. But Andrew Verde, another one, starts kind of mellow. 
you know i didn't know if i was digging his style or not yet and then he just kept hitting me with the switch hammers on rails and by the end of the part i was a huge fan he backsmiths this huge silver rail and i was like already like hyped and then he switched backsmiths it i'm just like yo the mandem's nar switch front feeble hollywood 16 yeah free skate mag man thank you thank you and that was the ghost shout out of the week brought to you by freeskatemag.com <laughs> Like we said, we are very happy to have the legend Daniel Renaud in the building. And if you don't know who he is, drop one of the greatest parts of all time. His part in Mosaic, instant classic, every skater's favorite part. Here he is, man, inside Studio E. You know what time it is, DJ. We're going to crack a couple green cans. Canada's premium Pilsner. Steam whistle. The only buzz. Our boy Danny, you know what I'm saying? Sober life. He's going to crack a... A green bottle, that Perrier. Absolutely. Yo, let's get into it, eh? <laughs> All right, welcome inside Studio We, Danny Renaud in the building. What's going on, Yo. man? Nothing much. How are you guys doing? Chilling, man. Chilling. It's finally nice. summer up here. Enjoying some warm weather. Loving it. Yeah, man. So we start every show off the same at the bunt. Hit us with your favorite sports moment and your favorite skate moment. Well, a few years ago when the Miami Heat were like in the championships, like every year I would watch the, the finals. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, True bandwagon fan. I like it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, when I, was a kid, I mean, when I was a kid, I liked sports. But once I started skating, I just like stopped paying attention to mm-hmm. everything. So... So what was the other one? Skate moment? Favorite skate moment. Okay, just for fun. Oh, okay. Brian Schaefer loop attempt. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking gee, about? Of course, man. That's awesome. I know him, too. He lived. He was okay. But it, yeah, that, was like, that was a moment. Savage. That was insane. <laughs> yeah, you spent some time at the skate park of Tampa growing up, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Dude, I, like, lived in a broken-down truck behind there when I was, like, 14 years old. What do you mean, lived? Like, I would sleep in there. For consecutive nights? Yeah. Like, I would skate the skate park all day long. They would close, and they would go home, and there was a broken-down truck. The back, the roll gate, wouldn't close. It was broken. Yeah. Which they actually... That truck actually... They got in a wreck picking me up once when I was a little kid. And that's how I got wrecked, and it wouldn't close. And yeah, I, I would sleep in there consecutive nights. And then, like Brian Schaefer, Ryan Clements, they would like call my parents. They'd be like, "Hey, you seriously got to pick up this kid? He's been out here for like a week. Like, isn't he supposed to be in school or something?" <laughs> oh so uh, yeah, no, I spent a lot of time. That was like, yeah, I skated the skate park a lot when I was a little kid. Dedicated to your craft, man. That's but it was. Back then, it was worth it, though. It was like the good skate park, like the, the Roland, the Pyramid, the Hib. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, the, the classic Tampa. Like old, like 97, 98, yeah. stuff like that. I'm the, old. I'm 35. So I'm going to be 32 in, in a month, man. So nice. not too far behind. But yeah, I remember that Tampa. Those are the ones when 4 and one would drop the Tampa Pro videos. Yeah, That's no, the no, part no. you're talking about. Carrie yeah. Getz was flying through, coming in first. Dude. There's a little before, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Epic. So, take us back to the beginning. Where did you grow up, and how'd you get into skating? Okay, I'm from Central Florida. I was born in Lakeland, Florida. Um, 
How did I get an escape? I was a really bad kid, so I hung out with some bad kids, and then what? I think about middle school, like I saw some guys who just like looked cool to me. You know, they had like long hair, they had like some some clothes that maybe I didn't, uh, I've never seen before, and uh, they were skaters. And uh, somehow I got my hands on like a a CCS mail order magazine. Oh yeah. And like I, yeah, so that was like a. The catalogs. Uh, yeah, so that was like something I'd never seen. I'd be flipping through it, and I'd be like, oh, I like this, I like that, this looks cool. And then I just like found some other people who skated or were into the same stuff. And I was like 11 years old, and I, I we, we teamed up, you know, got with a sick-ass click and went all out, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I had a little little crew going, and that's, that's what we did. Man, CCS mail order guy, those things... Remember the buyer's guide? No, yeah. No, I always did that ever since I was a little kid. Like, they had the J.C. Penny catalogs. Like, we were poor. I never had anything. And uh, I would just, like, look through it and, like, just imagine. Like, I'd be circling shit that, like, I would never gonna get anyway. But (laughs) I would do the same thing with that mail order magazine. So. So sick. I used to do that with Toys R Us catalogs, Ben. Yeah. Just dream. Yeah, that never came <laughs> what about the penny cds remember that shit no we're like do you know what i'm talking about we're like you get like it's like some scam or something like you get like a hundred cds for like one cent or oh, something yeah. i never i never did it but that's another thing that i would do i'd be like oh this one this one this one this one but <laughs> anyway so you grew up in lakeland right the home of andrew yeah. reynolds yeah did you ever get to meet yeah. him as a kid yeah, no, yeah, I met him once, and um, he was like, I think he would come home during like Christmas vacations, and we would see him, you know, like he'd visit his family, and uh, he would like do like his typical like frontside flip the flat on a pyramid, just like you know, like just like by himself. Not we had some friends, but that's like what we saw, and we were like, holy shit. But I remember I talked to him a little bit then. I was just a little kid. And then I saw him later when I was older. And uh, I was talking to him. And he he asked me where I was from. And I told him. And I think that he thought I was lying. Like, you know how, like, you, know how you knew where he was from? Yeah. I think that he just figured that was common knowledge. That people just know where he's from. And maybe that I was just saying that. Oh, right. to get. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I didn't have a long conversation, but when I told him, it didn't seem like he bought it. And I was just like, all right, whatever. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't really know him. So. so what was your first big break in the skate industry? I mean, when I was a little kid, I was, I was like pretty hooked up. I rode for the skate park of Tampa. They would like give me stuff, let me skate for free, give me some boards. I mean, I had skate shop sponsors when I was a kid and I would have... That was probably my big break. I mean, I got free skateboards because, mm-hmm. I mean, I was a little shit when I was a little kid. I would like get mad and like, I feel like it's not that trendy now and I, I don't even do it anymore. But like when I was a kid, people, when they got mad, they would like, they would like break their boards oh, and yeah. like throw them and shit. I mean, <laughs> I don't never do that now. I'm more like disappointed in myself yeah. than like mad. But uh, so like, that was a big deal. Free boards, like. Yeah, I was pretty hooked up all when I was at a young age with free stuff. So, I was talking to someone about that the other day, focusing boards, and it seems like it's more of just like a trend from years ago. Like everyone would go through a little phase, but it's not so common anymore. 
It's all mess. Yeah. You used to focus hella boards, B. Not hella boards. Everyone focused boards. Remember, uh, Morgan you know, used to go crazy. Yeah, you too. Do you know what? <laughs> th think about this origin. What are we even talking about? Focusing? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember the first time I heard somebody say that. I was like, what the fuck did you just say? Focus? <laughs> like, what are you saying? You mean break it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how everybody says it. It's like, it's caught on. Whoever was the first person to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah, we gotta get to the bottom of that. That's kind of an odd, you know, that's odd, yeah. I think, to say. So both of you guys focused a lot of boards. Can we do a deep uh, psychoanalysis on the reasons why? Why, do you never Because it was trendy. I have, but not. So like. what are you talking about? <laughs> You're trying to make it like, what's your, give, you give us the psychoanalysis then. I only focus boards when they were like about to be done anyways. Yeah. No, I just did it out of anger, yeah. I'm afraid to now. I feel like I'm going to tweak my ankle or something. I, I, just, I don't even try it. So Yeah, same. That's probably why I didn't focus that many boards. I had bad ankles forever, so like it would actually hurt. Or like I'd be like, I'm going to get a heel bruise yeah. if I try and do this. So moving on, how did you originally get hooked up with the Habitat crew? So I'm like, I, I feel like I didn't have like a typical upbringing. You know, I basically am like a teenage runaway, like drop out of school, you know, stuff like that. So... I was probably like 15, not even 16 years old, and I went out to California, and I would stay with some friends, and I would film with a guy named Mike Range, he was a filmer, and I had like a little bit of footage, and somehow somebody gave that little bit of footage I had to, I think, Joe Castrusi at Habitat, when he was really young too, he was like 22 years old or something at that time, but he got that. And then they start, he called me up one time and he started flowing me boards, picked me up from my house, him, like AVE, Dill, to go skate. Yeah, I got to skate with those dudes when I was like a kid. It was like pretty sick. That's crazy. So, so the sponsor tape worked. Yeah, and I didn't even send it in. I mean, that's uh, so sick. I think that's how that started. And then I was like flow forever for like, I feel like it felt like years, but now thinking about it, it probably wasn't years. <laughs> you know, when you're like, you're a kid, yeah. like a month is like, it seems like six months, you know, I feel like time is like, is like, works a little different when you're a kid. But yeah, I was flow for a while and then I finally got like a photo or something and then they just turned me like all the way amateur. Sick. So. That's what's up. So I heard in another interview you did that the same time you got on Habitat, Ryan Nix got on Alien. Yeah, that was that was like the phone call. They were like, "Okay, we're gonna flow you Habitat boards, and we're gonna flow Ryan Alien boards." Mm -hmm. And I was like, "I'm really glad it worked out that way because at the time, like Habitat was really new, and it was. Uh, I mean, if I could pick my dream sponsors at that time, I would have picked Habitat as well. So, sick, sick. Which, it, which is funny is that I say that because. To be honest, like back then, if I could have picked any company before they even called me, I, that's what I would have, Damn. you know, that was like dream sponsor, yeah. dream phone call, dream scenario. So, so sick. We watched the bootleg 3000 <laughs> video a ton when we were kids. Always loved Ryan Nix's part. Uh, yeah. What happened to him after that? I mean, he spent some time in Philly after that and then he ended up back in Florida. I don't really know. I like I, right about that time. I like stopped. Uh, I didn't really hang out with him anymore. Oh, okay. I never really had a huge falling out, but I never really like was besties with the with him anyway. It was just like we were like together by circumstance, kind of. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. 
Whatever. I mean, I, he's he like did like a jail bid. I don't know, but he's out. I don't know. He's fine. I think in his own lap. I think. What did he go to jail for? Uh, what was it? I don't know. He's always in some shit, dude. He's like rolls with like biker gangs and oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> I don't even know. Damn. Look him up. Ask him. DM him. I don't know. Might have to. He was a steezy cat, yo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you should just get him on this next, dude. Yeah, yeah might have to. Can you tell us a little bit about the time you spent living in Strobeck's girlfriend's basement? Yes. Okay, so I'm probably about 17 years old. We went on a Alien Workshop Habitat summer tour. And at the end of that summer tour, I guess it ended in Philly, or Bill was going back to Philly, and I was like, I'm going to go back to Philly too, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you can stay in my basement. We'll go film. And I remember I actually had like long hair. I had like a pony nub that I would hide in a hat. And he's like, dude, that thing's got to go. We're shaving yes. that thing when we get, <laughs> when we yeah, get back to your, uh, when we get back to my house or whatever. And uh, we did that. And then we would just go to like Love Park every day. And I mean, I wouldn't even film anything. We'd just go there. That's like what we did. You know, you like wake up in the morning, you go there and then see what happens. It goes somewhere else. I drank a lot of beer in that basement, smoked a lot of weed in that basement. His old girlfriend, um, I mean, he definitely hasn't been with her in years and years. I'm sure they keep in touch, but I think her name was Tammy. She was really nice. I remember uh, I was skating to Love Park one day to meet Bill. Bill had already left and uh, I got I actually got hit by a car skating to fucking... Because it's like a really mellow hill in Philly and uh, I'm bombing the hill and I'm like, oh shit, this light's turn, turned red, but it's never really any traffic. So I was like, I'm going to keep going. Oh. It's my fault. <laughs> but so I, here comes the car and uh, it hits its brake. So it saw me, you know, like we weren't going that fast. And uh, so it's getting really close to me. So I jump up so it doesn't like run me yeah. over, you know? And I hit the windshield like with my shoulder and my ear, my head, and I, I hit it, break the windshield, fly, Damn. land on my feet, like roll my ankle oh. when I landed, like in you know, yeah. just to make it all worse, you know. <laughs> so, so they're all yelling at me, you know, like the people that were driving the car, people in the storefronts, they're like yelling at me, like call the cops, and I remember just being like, yo. You already fucking hit me. I'm out of here. So I, I walk back up the hill, go to the apartment, and Tammy's there. And I'm like, I just got hit by a car. I think I need to go to the hospital. I'm like, I have glass all on my face. I'm bleeding. Uh, so I go in the bathroom, doing like the self-healing, pulling the glass out, blah, blah, blah. She's like, Danny. She knows I drink beer and shit, you know. And she, Oh, I don't anymore. But back then, that was, that's what I was all about. And... Uh, She's like, you need some beer. And I'm, I'm like, yes, I do. She goes, <laughs> she goes while, I'm, while I'm fixing myself up uh, in the bathroom and gets a case of black and tan yingling, a case of normal yingling. I think it was like a beer distributor like, lived, that was like, right around the corner. So there's just two cases of beer all of a sudden, you know? And I, and I took like one hit of weed and I was open to beer. <laughs> and I was like, I know it sounds crazy, but before I did that, I'm going to the hospital. As mm-hmm. soon as I did that, I was like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm I not going okay. to the fucking hospital. Yeah. And I finished picking all the glass out of my face and just went about it. But that was really nice of her. I mean, obviously that sounds crazy, but just the gesture. It's like she took care of me in, oh, yeah. in our own ways right then and there. Like, you know, it worked. She fixed. 
she fixed my problem. Hey, so. Shouts to Tammy for that, <laughs> and shouts to Bill for getting rid of your man bun. Yeah, that, yeah. that is a big move. So you exploded onto the scene with your legendary mosaic part, instant classic. How much did that instant skate fame change your life at the time? Dude, I don't think it did, really. What? I mean, I really don't. I mean, like, and to be honest, I've never, I've never lived in, like, I never lived in, like, L.A. or New York City. Well, if it was New York City back then, it would have been really small. But, you know, there, I would just see the same six people I always see. And there was no uh, Instagram to nobody's, like, fan and out. <laughs> I never really, you know what I mean? Like, it never really, I didn't really see him. I don't know how it would have saw. I mean, I don't know. So I, I really couldn't say. I mean, but I would see people and they would say like, "Oh, that part was sick," and I'd be like, oh, "Thank you." Um, but I don't even know. Like, I think it's different today. It's like it's hard yeah. for me to explain, like how it didn't really like change my life or anything. It was just like I don't know. <laughs> but to this day, you must have every time you you meet a new skater, I would think that'd be the first thing they would say to you. No, they, they do, and the thing is that that I feel like that was so long ago that mm-hmm. only per- people that have to be like at least thirty years old yeah. <laughs> to know who I am or r- reference that video part, you know. Like yeah. I don't, I see twelve, fifteen-year-old kids at the skate park. They have no. I'm just some soccer dad guy, dude. If only you know? they knew, man. I think I might have said this. Another time on the pod, but I got to throw Ryan DeRoche under the bus again. One time I just mentioned the your part in Mosaic, and he was Ooh. like, who's who's that? And I was like, oh, hell no. But yeah. he's like 20, 20 or 21. Yeah, he's probably early and So 20s. I made him do his homework right then and there, and <laughs> he put your part on, and he's been a fan ever since. Nice. <laughs> I think I'm speaking for everybody on the East Coast. I am straight over this heat wave, looking for some relief of any kind. Ghost, man, help me, dog. Ha <laughs> ha, D. Jones, you came to the right man. I already placed an order for both of us. Brixton's got our back with the Banks 2 bucket hat and the Hardy bucket hat. I got shade for you from all angles, dog. Are we going to be living in 360 degrees of shade with our Brixton bucket hats, baby? If you're trying to look as fly as me and D Jones on the regular, head over to Brixton.com right now and get your very own bucket hat. Check them out at BrixtonMFG on Twitter and at Brixton on Instagram. So... The word on you at the time was that you were kind of a dick and hard to deal with. Sure. I think you may have won a worst teammate award ever on this very podcast. Were the rumors true? And if so, what was behind the attitude at the time? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's sure. I mean, sure. Um, whatever. I mean, whatever. I can't just say that whatever other people say is true if I haven't heard it. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like my just attitude and demeanor is is my own i mean whatever i'm a dick i guess but uh i I feel like just the way that i am some people couldn't like clash with my personality and not like me i mean i guess 
I don't know. I'm kind of like a, I don't know. I'm kind of like a serious person, but not really, you know, um, it's hard to get, it's hard to, here's an example, uh, to unhateable or dislikable person. Mm-hmm. Like picture like some super stoned kid with like long hair. That's just like, Oh, everything's cool, man. You know, <laughs> like you could never get, nobody will ever be like, no, I can't handle that guy, or I don't like that dude, or do you know what this guy said to me? So I feel like I'm like the opposite of that, of like a chill surfer type guy. So I feel like I can understand how some people would be like, that dude is an asshole, you know, I, I, I guess. But I mean, this is also like a long time ago too. I mean, like I'm a grown up, sorta. I mean, I'm older now. I feel like everybody's a little, everybody's a little cooler or not easy, more easygoing when they get older. But uh, but sure, worst teammate, sure. Who who gave me that? Just just. I think that was uh, Silas, but he said. Oh, I just saw him two days ago, and he hugged me when I when I was leaving. <laughs> but he said like he was. He made sure to specify that it was back in the day and that you're awesome oh yeah yeah well i i haven't even seen him since then i i I just skated with him in albany and he was great like he's like that's what i'm saying i feel like way back then these are like young kids who are like trying to make a name for themselves you know they're like all like oh i gotta go do this they're all stressing i gotta go get to that hubba i gotta do this trick this guy wants to do that people are clashing you know um and I feel like me and and like Silas, for example, back then, these we were doing it ourselves. It wasn't like we were in a van where a team manager, a photographer, are driving us to spots, and they're like, "You're gonna do this." This is like we are trying to make whatever happen on our own. You know, we're like, "Dude, today we have to go do this." Blah blah blah. That'll clash, throw some alcohol in there or some drugs, and people are gonna be like, fuck that, I'm doing this. I don't know. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Um, no, we, we feel you. We yeah. feel you. But, dude, I was definitely like a nightmare when I was younger to other people. I had like selective, like hate, not hate, but like selective hostility. Like, I'd be really nice to somebody, and then I'd be like, oh, this guy, God, or something. <laughs> but. Dude, I'm like 20 years old back then. Yeah. That we're talking about. a young pup. And I am not, and I had already had like that upbringing, like 14 years old, sleeping in a car, Mm -hmm. like counting pennies to eat. So I've already lived that life for years. I've already been like doing cocaine, smoking weed, drinking, like, you know, I'm already like a... I don't know, like an older 20-year-old kid. I don't know. Or like a, not an older, but like a, like a jaded 20-year-old. Right. So, whatever. An um, experienced 20-year-old, man. I, but bad experiences. A lot of bad experiences. <laughs> but I don't know. But I, I mean, yeah, I guess I was... Dude, I just got caught up in like a, like a fucking bender. A really long bender of being an asshole and drinking and doing drugs. So... Let's blame it on that. So you've probably been asked this question a million times, but what went down in that Barcelona apartment, that notorious trip? Everyone's always uh, asking about where the boards may have been focused barefoot by you. 
How? Well, that may have happened, the skateboard thing, but uh, I did that. But the the thing is, I'm the only recognized uh, hellion of that mm-hmm. of that trip. There's a lot of people, man. That was, uh, I mean, people that I look up to and I wanted to be like were also ex- doing some very similar things on that, like a Fred Gall, oh, a yeah. Brian Winning, a Carrie Getz, like. Carrie Getz threw a fucking TV out the window <laughs> before I even got there. Freddie and Winning had destroyed the apartment. Like, they were uh, in the Motley Crue. They, like, they were in Motley Crue, the band. Like, like you know how, like, rock stars, rock oh, yeah. stars, like, break hotel rooms because they're all wasted? Like, they had already did that. I roll into town doing similar things. I didn't, I mean... I might have thrown some hostility towards towards some people, and then the skateboard thing is like they were like, "Danny, we're gonna kick you off the team if you keep acting like this." And I'm like, "Oh, come on, guys, blah blah blah." And then uh, somebody else said something to me like, "Oh, we're getting you on a, a a flight right now," and I'm like, "Okay," and I focused every board that was in the that's a beast in the move. apartment, but I was like wasted, like I wasn't like. It's not like I was just like sober. I mean, like I was fucking drunk as shit. And they're like, yeah. "You're getting on an airplane!" Like, like I'm like a baby. Yeah. So I was like, "What? <laughs> I'm not a baby. I'm 20." And I fucking <laughs> focused everybody's board except two kids' boards. Steve Durante. This is the selective hate. Yeah. I Steve Durante and uh, fucking a his boy who I loved. Oh, Devin Connell. Those two kids. I was like, hey. Which one of these boards are yours? And they're like, oh, that one, that one. And I was like, all right, these focus everybody's board except those, you know? Damn, that's a boss move. Yeah, I was like seriously fucked up. These kids told me that years later. They're like, you know, they're like, yo, remember that shit? And I was like, no, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, don't worry, we're not picking on you. We've had Wenning on the show and he told us about the and TV. Carrie. We had yeah. Carrie on as well. Carrie's the man. Why do you think Straight you get up. the bad rap for that, man? Because over the years, it seems like everyone, you're the one that did it. Well, I mean, no, no, no. I'm not saying I didn't do it. I'm just saying that I'm the fall guy. There yeah. was like four of us. I mean, those guys are like superstars, dude. Fred Gall's like a fucking legend. Yeah. Carrie Getz is fucking Carrie Getz. I mean, he's like the fucking, you know, he's the Tampa Pro winner. The be- Like, Carrie Getz is a great guy. Yeah. Who else do we have? Winning is yeah. like the the original yeah. nose grind pop out legend guy too. Oh, who am I? I'm just like this twenty year old like, asshole. Got my mosaic part, man. <laughs> That's not enough. To, I don't think to get away with what I was doing. <laughs> Damn. So you turned pro. I guess we kind of skipped to the end, but you said that you wanted to wait to turn pro when they wanted to turn you pro right after the video, and then you did turn pro about six months later, but then all this Barcelona stuff happened only four months into it. Is that the timeline? That sounds about right. Damn. That's a bummer. (laughs) Well, I think that I feel like once you're pro, though, you're, like, pro. Like, I I think I'm pro right now at 35 still. You are. No, no, of course, but just that that you wanted to (laughs) wait, and then you did wait, and then by the time... You know, they made it happen. It only lasted four months from there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, shortly after, I mean, I, like, I didn't have a board sponsor just for a short amount of time. Though. I mean, I started riding for stereo, stereo skateboards, like, mm-hmm. only three months later. I never even, like, sobered up. I was still on a bender. I was like, oh, I'm still sponsored, blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. No big deal. Oh, fuck Habitat. I got stereo now. It was almost like that. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, you found a home at stereo, but then in 2008, you had that horrible accident. Can you tell us a little bit about life after Habitat, getting on stereo, and then the accident? Um, I mean, life after Habitat was just a couple months. I mean, it was definitely a bummer. So I ran for stereo. That was cool because, uh, I mean, I loved Benny Fairfax, Clint Peterson, and Dune, uh, Chris Pastras. All those, those three guys like, made me feel like I was kind of a part of something. Sick. I went to L.A. a couple times, skated a bunch with them. That seemed okay. So that's my stereo. Like, oh, and then I was filming for a uh, static video the whole time I was riding for stereo, and that was okay. Uh, and then my accident happened when I was riding for stereo. So, um, dude, I just was on a serious bender, a dark fucking bender, drinking, drugging, fucking crazy uh, time in my life. That's crazy that your static part was still so beast, like going through that. Dude, I, I don't think there's one trick in that part that is not like a hungover, alcohol-induced, you know, like it's not my best stuff, but whatever. Heavy duty, that front nose grind, that like loading dock thing in Miami. Oh, yeah, so that's, right by my, that's right by the farmhouse now. It's so, still there. You want to go there? No, I've been. I ain't got shit for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like we said, you had that pretty crazy accident that left you pretty fucked up what was the recovery process like it's a long time i mean that happened 10 years ago mm-hmm. i mean i the recovery dude i'm not even like i just work with what i have you know i, mean, I don't really even think about like my accident or think about anything but like i have some limitations you know mm-hmm. but like i can skate i can fucking run i can fucking I can. Do, I mean, I wouldn't say limitations. I'd say like, I don't know. I just mean, a little different. I'm not a normal. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have a completely normal body. You know, yeah. like I have a fucking injured, healed differently body. I don't know. Whatever. I can still do a lot. I feel like I am. I'm impressed to this day that what I can do. So. Yeah. For those who don't know, can you just. Uh, quickly tell them what the actual accident was and then what no procedures like surgeries you had to have okay in a nutshell I fell off a fucking nine story building and which is already I mean that's like insane I fell that's off a nine story building not two not three a fucking nine I fucking shattered both of my legs I fucking was bleeding internally I lost my uh Spleen, partial pancreas, or exploded my armpit. I uh, I had to do a lot of shit. I had to wear like um, braces on my legs for like two years. I lived in a lazy boy. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do shit. I, uh, dude, I had a lot of surgeries to fix my broken legs. And then once I was able to like limp around and learn how to walk and everything, after two years, I experienced a whole year where I had to get small surgeries on my ankle to make it work properly. Oh my god! And then that's three of those ten years. And then, uh, dude, since then for years I would be doing everything: multiple physical therapists, people I would see all the time for years. 
I would do all the shit on my own. I still, to this day, every single day, I do something towards it. To take care of my body, like, not take care of my body, like, in a healthy, like, way, but, like, in a way, like, where I can do what I want to do and skate and, you know, just be, like, you know, be somebody who, if need be, could chase somebody down and, you know, put them in a full Nelson. Like, I do, I do whatever I got to do to keep that. A citizen's arrest is necessary. You're saying you're willing and capable. Or to protect whatever, something. I yeah. Know. I just say, like, I'm a, you know, I'm a, you couldn't even tell to this day. Like, I had a, a, one of my guys, a, a personal trainer who I work out with sometimes in Miami. He's really funny. And he was talking to his friend about me. And he was like, yeah, you see how Danny walks? You can't tell if he's like pimping or limping like you know you can't really tell like i don't know i thought that was really funny that doesn't even mean anything to what we're talking about but like i'm not yeah i'm fine i'm like whatever i'm happened a long time ago it did happen a while ago but that's just an insane story of perseverance man a lot of people might not have done what it took to get be able to let alone walk but skate again so mad respect yeah uh, the thing is that i feel like I make this joke that I'm like too dumb to to die or too too dumb to quit. Like uh, it's not like when you know when you see the commercials about like somebody who like went through all this perseverance like to get back to where they to where they want to be. Like I feel like I don't even know. Like it was just I just never even thought about that. Like I'm really dis um, like <clears throat> I don't even think about my accident. I don't I don't even. I don't know. I did it without... I just don't even think about it. I just do what I have to do. That's what's up, man. Keep it moving. Back on board. It's insane, though. But I've been skating for, like, seven years or something since then. No, I know, I know. Shit. Even just, like, hearing you... Because we've obviously read about it and stuff, but just, like, hearing Mm. it out of your mouth is insane to just kind of think about that. It's pretty pretty nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so like you said, you've been skating for quite a while now. How's your body feeling now, 10 years removed, on and off the board? I mean, I feel better. Like, these past two years of my skating have been, like, good. They've been, like, I can look back and say pretty much are, like, the best time I've ever had skating. So, I mean, I'm okay. I can do some shit. I mean, I'm not, like skating 10 stairs or anything but like i can do i can make myself happy and i can go try to film and i can skate ledges and really small stuff you know Mm -hmm. not really small like curbs i'm saying like if i was to step to a handrail it's got to be like seven stairs it can't be nine that's just too much right there i draw the line there but yeah i'm happy that's what's up man so everyone we talked to before this interview says that you're the nicest guy, which is different than the word on you back in the day. We assume yeah. having basically a near-death experience can have that type of effect on a person. How much of a conscious effort did you make to change your lifestyle after the accident? Well, I mean, all I really did was quit drinking, really. That's like the only conscious change I ever made to anything. And I've been sober for like six years. Wow. I mean, I still drank for like two years after my accident. Damn. Still kind of in a dark place after that happened. But I mean, really, like to get out of that dark place, I just started like, I looked to like the only thing that could like distract me from shit, and that was like skating. Once I could like 
uh, once I got like an ankle surgery that like had really helped me, like not like just suck. I mean, that helped me, and then I just started getting my shit straight, get sober. I mean, I've been drunk like my whole life. Like when I started to get sober, everything became a smooth ride. Yeah. Like, and that I don't have any static with anybody. Not like I don't have like. It's just been smooth sailing for me ever since I stopped fucking drinking and shit, man. Love it, man. That's the Perrier you got over there? <laughs> I guess. Oh, that you're drinking right now. Oh, Perrier. I thought you said a parody. Oh, no. no this, is, uh, this is just tap water. Oh, but, in a Perrier uh, I love bottle. Perrier. This shit has helped. I know people with Perrier tattoos, man. My boy 80s Joe, he has a, a Perrier tattoo. He's sober. My buddy uh, Joel Meinholz, he used to drink the shit out of this. This like gets, this is what beer drinkers drink when they're not drinking beer. <laughs> or when they stop drinking beer. So sick, man. It's that glorious time of the week where we get to award one of our most valued listeners a box, baby. Something we love doing. But the last couple weeks, it's been kind of easy with these questions, don't you think? That's some real shit, man. So this week, we're going to make them work for it, baby. Get out your pen and paper and write these questions down, because there's a couple of them, but we know y'all could do it. Ghost, let's hear it. If you want diamonds on your wrist, <laughs> you're going to have to work for it. Question number one. What year were the NBA champion Toronto Raptors formed? Question number two. What is the name of the president of the Toronto Raptors. Question number three, in what city was he born? Question number four, what is the nickname of that city's football club? Question number five, what store from NYC did a skate film with that same name? And question number six, what CHPO skater was in that film? That's the hard one right there. If anybody's gonna get it, it's somebody that listens to the bunt, baby. Good luck, and we hope to see your entries at thebuntlive at gmail.com. Yeah, there ain't going to be no 7.01 a.m. entries on this one. It's going to take a little, some research, yo. Good luck. You've been writing for Politic for a while now. How did you originally get involved with the brand, and what do you guys have on the go at the moment? Uh, yeah, I've been writing for them for like five years, probably longer. I've been writing for Politic longer than any board company in my career. So um, I originally got hooked up my friend Andrew Patillo. He's a filmer and he used to film for Habitat and stuff. And he films like New Jersey, Philadelphia area. And uh, he is the one that he actually called me and he's like, hey, Danny, do you want to ride for uh, Politic? Um, you won't. This is what he said. It's a quote. You won't have to do shit. Is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, let me let me think about it. Even though it's not like I had anything else going on, you know. But mm-hmm. thought about it for like a day, and I texted him back. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then the owners uh, at the time, Damon and uh, CB, they came and met me. I was in New York City. We went to. I think we were like went and got a hamburger. I hung out with them and. Uh, I was on the team and they made my board and at the time it was Steve Durante, Brian Brown. I think that's it. And Brian Brown at the time, he was like 
I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm gonna ride for politics with you guys. And I was like, don't quit. Don't quit as soon as I get on the team or anything, you know? And he did. And he's, Damn. he's an asshole for that. Nah, he's my friend. I'm just kidding. That's a little jab. So what it, we've made some stuff and made like little videos. Um, I've been working on a video part for like two, more than two years now. I've been saving all my stuff. Sick. And yes. uh, I'm pretty close to being done. I, I mean, my goal is to be done this year. And I'm not sure if that's going to be through politic, but I've just been saving all my footage. Uh, one of my good friends is is editing my video part. We're not sure which outlet it's going to be out, out of, but... I mean, I'll have some... I mean, I'll be riding politic boards. I mean, maybe it's a politic thing. Maybe it's not. I mean, I'm not sure. Trying to hit that thrasher lifestyle or what? Uh, no. I, well, I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, it's most likely going to be a politic thing. I mean, I don't know yet. We'll see. I, I mean, I don't really think about that. Like, that's... I, I feel like that shouldn't even be my job, you know? Like, my, my job is to... Just to film the skating. We'll see what happens to it. Man, that's dope. Can't wait for that. Your last politic part was sick. Fucking Switch 50, that gnarly-ass rail. Oh, that was, yeah, the flat bar in Houston. Yeah, that was crazy. You guys actually shared a trick in that video. Did we? Me and who? Yeah. You and the ghost. My man right here. I forget what the spot's called, but you know (laughs) where you go, like, off that ledge over a little sewer-type thing into a flat bank? It's on, like, the side of the highway in Florida? You know I flipped it? Oh, yeah, yeah. He did it too? He did it too. Yo, props. That's funny that there's like three <laughs> people or four now that have done yeah. that. I saw Sean Malto. Sean Malto did that. My friend John Baraguana did that. You and me, four. And, and Jamie Tanzani. I don't know who that is, but five. <laughs> but, but you know what that means? That means that that spot was made for a regular footed guy to do a nollie flipping to if that many people did it you know nick cat switched from big spin into it shouts to the goofy mans it's kind of made for that too cody regular from big spin yeah. yeah hey you know what at least it was a nollie flip and it wasn't a nollie smith grind that we all did oh okay. uh, <laughs> now nah, i stalked you guys a little bit on the instagram and i i, I saw that you were talking about the nollie smith <laughs> so it's a yeah. dolly flip. It's fine. No, yeah, we good. That's good. We keep it illegal. You know, keeping it hella clean. <laughs> what about ask me some tricks that are 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 not usable or what were you, oh. what did I say? Illegal. We're getting oh, we're gonna get God. to that in just a second. Oh, okay. sure. I'll be good at that. How much time do you got? Nah. <laughs> we got it all. <laughs> Let me just say your mosaic part. Well, all your parts. I don't think I can think of a single whack illegal trick. Like the trick selection, your trick selection is it's pretty flawless. Pretty flawless. I think, I think all. You never have to go reaching, really. I think the illegal stuff starts coming out the more like technical it gets if yeah. it's not. Because like there's tech, like day one and stuff, people like that, like yeah. that, their technical stuff, they do tricks that are not illegal. But I feel like people that aren't tech, <clears throat> that's it. <clears throat> yeah, it's so true. It's when people that aren't technical try to get technical. Yeah, shit when gets illegal. Get desperate for clips. Yeah, <laughs> Here, here's like, here's an example. Here's probably the worst trick tricks. ever done: frontside tail slide heel flip out. I, in my opinion, fake? yes. Anyway, <laughs> once you start throwing a heel flip, basically that's not switch. A regular yeah. heel flip out of anything is like no, but. <laughs> 
And here's another funny thing. You know what I say sometimes, and I, because I am a kind of a jerk, but I, I try to be a, not, like a funny jerk. When I see somebody just do like a heel flip on the ground, like a regular heel flip, and I'm skating by them, even if I don't know them, I, I'll be like, kind of under my breath, I'll be like, oh, poor man, switch heel. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I've been doing just, lots of heel flips on flat. Recently. Oh, Danny, you cold, man, though. No, 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 but I'm trying to be funny. How fu- that, I think that's funny that to me. Funny. The poor man switch it. That's like hilarious. Uh, whatever. If somebody said that to me, I would like fucking take my hat right off and be like, dude, <laughs> son, that was the funniest thing I've heard all day. Thank you for making my day. I don't know. Who is it that says uh, you can be mean if you're funny, man? David Jacoby, man, yeah, yeah. the great American philosopher. Who's that? Is that a. Nah, he's I, just a podcast dude. I gotta fucking rethink my flat ground warm up now that I gotta leave the heel flip out. Uh, so, looking back at your career, is there anything you would have done differently? Uh, well, uh, I feel like <clears throat> what's the whole like, um, like the time machine code or the Back to the Future code? Like, if you change something in the past, the butterfly effect. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, if I wouldn't change anything in my past, if it would change where I am at today, but. If I could give some advice to somebody in the situation that I, that I was in, obviously I'd be like, just like open your eyes to like what your opportunity you have and like what you're doing and what you're supposed to be doing versus like you're living like a fake rock star, you're getting all fucked up, you're punching holes in walls, you're fucking disrespectful to people, which is, you know, I'm sure some of... I can't, like, I can't just say that I was all wrong, but, like, I was definitely, like, 75% wrong, probably. Mm-hmm. I can't say, like, every single person ever that, like, I might have said something to, like, didn't have it coming, you know what I mean? Maybe there was some, the majority of them didn't deserve anything that I may have said that was, like, an asshole thing to say to them. But I'm sure there were some people that definitely set themselves in the perfect spot for the wrath of my 40 year old self yeah. fucking, I don't sometimes know. man the world needs a little bit of sandpaper you know everything can't yeah. be so you know so nice all the time so what's next for danny renaud i don't know man i'm old now so i'm gonna enjoy my last five years of in, of being in my 30s and still skateboarding i'm gonna skate for sure until i'm 40 i don't know if after though, I feel like forty is pretty old to be skating. That's when the, that's when the illegal tricks start coming out. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I I think that as long as I still like, as long as I have my hair and I'm not like all gray, as long as I look, you know, what? I'll skate as long as I think that I look okay. As long as like I could be like, <laughs> as long as I could be like, oh, uh, film something, I'd be like, oh, this guy looks like he should be. Yeah, I understand, you know. Okay, so the day I think that I look like shit on a skateboard, I will I will stop skating. I think that I'm it's safe to say I could skate for another five years. I think four and a half. That's a good Easy. call. I like yeah. Y'all know what time it is. It's rapid fire with the ghost. And this week, it's an honor to be brought to you by Crooked Skateboards, who's dropping their summer 19, hitting streets real soon. Be on the lookout for the eyes, 
Team Boards, and Bobby Warris, Twin Tail Slick. You know Bobby stays sliding on those Pulaski ledges, <laughs> switch trade no slides, and everything. Available at skate shops around the world, including Stratosphere, Board of Missoula, Brotherhood, and The Source in Calgary, and Edmonton. And while we're at it, let's just give Brad Cromer a shout out, because we love him around here. <laughs> that alley backside flip the other day? <laughs> Jeez! All right, favorite skater? Tim O'Connor. Favorite video? Alien photo. <laughs> favorite video part? Josh Kalis in photo. Favorite style? Tim O'Connor again. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Day one song. Favorite trick? 360 flip. Hardest trick for you? Cannot do a hard flip to save my life. Most illegal trick? Front T, heel flip out. <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? I have no idea. Switch heel, the big four, is the biggest hook I've ever done. Gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? I have never seen anything too crazy because I just skate with, because <laughs> I just skate with people who are are not as good as me. So it makes me feel like I'm the best around. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I really, I really couldn't say. What's the one trick that got away? That gets away. I tried manual tricks that I cannot do all the way all the time last new trick you learned nolly 180 switch crook 180 out all the way around dream job after skating fucking podcast again i wasn't playing man i'm gonna be the the new mark Marin. i'm telling you you got the the attitude for it man <laughs> favorite local brand dirts win out of miami check it out dirtswin.com shit's tight favorite local skater Joel Meinhold's forever local Miami legend. Favorite teammate ever? Freddie Gall, because he's a monster. Worst teammate ever? I couldn't say. Worst company? Probably any eyewear or energy drink. I feel like that definitely would hurt your street credit score. Worst trend? There's so many. How much time do you got? Tight ass pants, belts, belt buckles. Seeing people's socks. If I see your socks, man, oh my god. One more time. Worst style. Gator. Oh, okay. Gator the murderer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. When you're killing your girlfriend and her new boyfriend, worst style. Yeah. Last person you want on the sesh. 5 the cops. And me, because I acknowledge oh, that shit. Oh, and you. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no. You can't say that. No, no, no. Yeah, and somebody that was going there that drove really far away, possibly from another country, to do the same trick that day as you had planned on doing. That would be terrible timing as well. Yeah. But it wouldn't matter because you were there years before, so... So safer wins. We're talking <laughs> about the nollie flip into the bank. We should get all five of them. Or put maybe, them all I don't together. Know. See who did yeah, it we'll best. we'll put them all together. Mine was probably the worst. No, yours was clean. I'm sure they're all great. If there was no hands dragged, no, no toes hit the ground, I'm sure. That's what I mean. That spot and was made And you had to ride that. to the very end of the landing. Dude, it was made to be nolly flipped into. into the grass. I went into the grass. Oh, you're out. I'm just Fuck. kidding. I liked yours. <laughs> all right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Danny. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. this is
Welcome back to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. And this week, I'm here to tell y'all it's time to cop the brand new score from Etnies. We're talking about a skate shoe with an outsole made with Michelin Performance rubber compound, baby. If you're looking for grip, the Etnies score is the shoe you need. All right, man, let's get into these emails. You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Nick Glenister. Hey, Saifa and Donovan, just emailing to Chirp Will Marshall. I don't understand why he hasn't been on the show. So my question is, when is his episode dropping? Is he scared? Is he shy? What's the deal? Based on the Mitch Barrett episode and you guys dropping his name quite a few times throughout all of the episodes, I'm sure he has some funny stories. Come on, Will, head over to Studio E and get it popping. Question number two, Ghost, can we get a funny PA story from your life on set? Thank you and keep the episodes coming. Shout out Dago Dogs. We'd obviously love to have Will Marshall on the show and I'm sure it will happen when the time is right. Will, no rush, baby. Yeah, we've said it before. It's crazy how many people want Will, of all people. Mm -hmm. I feel like his name's come up the most. It'll happen one of these days. I think he's got a big year lined up for the people. So uh, any Will fans, he's working on some projects. And uh, as his number one fan, I can't wait. So we'll, we'll, we'll get him on one day. It's all Safe good. Safe to say we ain't worried over here in Studio E, man. This time will come. Real shit. And... As far as a funny PA story, I'm not involved in this one, but one of my favorite PAs in the city, this legend, Matt Johnson, I wish he skated so that the people could experience how jokes he is. Maybe one day I'll get him to like talk about sports. He'll come to <laughs> talk sports with us. He's the funniest man out there. But <clears throat> we had a really, really long day. We were all going our separate ways at the end of the day, or a bunch of people were driving their uh, cube trucks to the next day's location to leave them there overnight and so we're all driving on the gardener on the highway like in a chain so we could all still hear each other on walkie the like unit manager was like all right like we're gonna do this whatever and everyone's like all right copy that copy that and then all of a sudden like we just hear matt johnson start swearing fuck fuck <laughs> is losing it but like for some reason into the walkie and we're all just so confused and then he just disappears and like leaves the chain and like no one knows where he goes everyone goes drops their trucks off the next day he shows up a fire extinguisher exploded in the back <laughs> on the gardener and started coming through the cap there's like a, a doorway from the back of the truck to the front cabin and it was like shooting in through the door and he just started swearing like crazy into the walkie it was hilarious the really shitty part for him was every like commercial rents a bunch of tables and chairs for lunch and shit like that but he actually owns his own which he rents to our buddy who's the production manager he blew up the extinguisher on all his own gear so he was up till like three in the morning washing the shit and spraying it with water and he was so pissed the next day and just slept in his truck like all day poor guy shouts to matt johnson all right next up we got a voice note from ryan mcdonald yo what up bun Brian coming here from the Bay Area, California. I've been listening to the podcast for a long time now. I'm a big fan. Thought I'd finally send in a voice memo. Shit. I slept on those bun shorts. You guys were right. My broke ass weighed a little bit. Checked my size. They were gone. But I know you guys will come out with some more heat, so I'm not even stressing. But 
Anyways, I heard you guys mention on the podcast before about how you guys both went to college, and I don't know, I'm going to my third year right now, and it seems like I can't even have a session anymore without stressing about, I don't know, what the fuck I'm going to do after graduation, or this and that. I don't know. Do you guys have any pointers on how you guys manage your time and, I don't know, felt like you could actually enjoy a sesh without all this stress? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've never had to deal with this amount of stress before going going into my third year. It's like, damn, shit's getting real. And I just want to skate and have fun, but it's kind of hard. I don't know. Just was on my mind. Thought I'd say what's up. Mention that. Hey, keep up the good work, boys. I'm going to keep listening and have a good one. Ryan, brother, fucking I feel you more than you can imagine. Going into my third year, I almost dropped out. But no, for real, man. I was turning up heavy with uh, the good homie Jimmy DeCare. It was, I wouldn't say dark times. It was some of the funnest times, like just skating and partying way too much. And I was just so over school. But you're at the halfway point. You just got to think about your parents. Think about the money (laughs) you've already put in. Trust me, it's going to end and you won't regret it. I'm on the other side. I, I graduated in 2012. And uh, I have no regrets. I'm not doing anything to do with my schooling. I still have no regrets. You know, getting an education never hurt anyone. Uh, so I would just say stay strong, man. And the stress sucks, but I hope you're enjoying summer at least. It seems like it's never going to end. I know that feeling, but just keep your head down. You can do it. If Mark Suchu's fucking miracle skate and ass did it, mm-hmm. you know, we can all do it. So to maintain a pro career and finish college, you know what I'm saying? We're just regular Joe Schmoes. We can do it, man. I believe in you. Keep it up, brother. And shouts out for hitting the web shop, my dog. Sorry the shorts were sold out, but you damn right about dropping some more heat. <laughs> Real shit. All right, next up, we got an email from Dan G. Gentlemen, what a great season it has been. I have no doubt you will do what the Maple Leafs couldn't and finish strong. All right, I feel you, Dan. You're starting off on the wrong foot, dog. I emailed you last season asking for some tips on a Montreal bachelor party. As usual, you boys delivered. Our trip was a barn burner. Turns out my homies are some bad boys. One of them made more trips to the strip club ATM than kickflips. Only one issue, I couldn't find a single fucking steam whistle anywhere. What the fuck? How is a man supposed to get his buzz on when the only green can you can find is a fucking Heineken? Outside of the lack of steamies, MTL was great. Big shout out to the people at Project 45 for building what may be the best DIY on the planet. Shout out to the good people at the Dime Store, my Hugo Deck Stomps. My question is, this year's NHL playoffs saw some lower ranked goalies playing better than the elites specifically Mrazic and my man Tuka. Do you think these goalies are going to be able to carry the momentum into next season? And what teams are you watching out for next year? Fuck Nazem Kadri, go Bruins, and congratulations to St. Louis. What a great team and fan base, Dan. Happy to hear you had a good time in Montreal, my friend. I think Safe will plan that whole thing out for you. And if one day the bunt doesn't work, maybe we can start organizing bachelor parties, Doc. Yeah. Cause couple we've been on already ourselves have been bangers as well man your boy that bad boy sounds like our boy stizo hey yeah does he apologize when he gets back from the atm that's the only question (laughs) but man it's funny that you came out and uh started your email off with saying the leafs couldn't finish strong unfortunately for your bruins you were literally in the last game of the nhl season game seven if you don't remember dog and you couldn't beat st louis on home ice so 
You might want to look in the mirror on that finishing strong. Thing. Real so. shit, cuz. <laughs> Just to pick your argument apart a little bit more, referring to Tuka Rask as a lower-ranked player and not one of the elites is absolutely preposterous. We're talking about a guy who's already won the Stanley Cup, pretty much walks his way to 30 wins a year, plays on a hell of a team, the Bruins, so I'm not sure I consider him lower-ranked, but he got one of the best goalies in the league, man. That sounds like blasphemy to me, you know what I'm saying? With my fucking hockey goalie knowledge, like, he's up there with the greats, man. <laughs> yeah, may have had a slow start to this year, but, dog, he's, a re he's the real deal. And uh, as far as teams to look out for, obviously, the Maple Leafs made some big moves, made some big trades, shed some cap. We still got to get Marner under contract, but the Leafs' future is bright. We're going to get you Bruins one day in the playoffs. And now... I think, man, it's only right that we're New Jersey Devil fans, dog. Welcome to the wagon. I mean, I've been on it since like grade eight or something. So, you know, it's good to have you on board, B. Wayne Simmons, PK, pairing up with Taylor Hall. I think they're ready to go, dog. They ready. All right, next up, we got an email from Donald Wadi. Yo, Bun, what's cracking? Congrats on being the 2019 champs. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't think Toronto would get it. But now that they did, it gives me hope for the Blazers. Being a big Vince Carter fan myself, does this now put Leonard ahead of Carter for one of the greatest Raptors ever? I know that seems like a dumb question, but it seems like VC did so much for Toronto and seems to have put the Raptors on everyone's radar back then. Thanks again for the great content, and we'd love to see the Bunt put out a skate video. Peace. We working on a video, so give us two years and we got you on that one. Slowly but surely, man. I'm already trying to push that deadline back. <laughs> as far as Kawhi, that's a really tough question because longevity versus championship in one year. I also think when Vince came here, the city wasn't what it is now, so he definitely had a big part in like putting it on the world scale. But as far as greatest ever, tough, man. It's tough for Leonard to be up there just because what he did was insane, but he wasn't like much of a raptor, you know? Exactly. So I would say no. I would say uh, he's up there in terms of the love and, you know, Toronto's got nothing but love for him. But as far as greatest raptor, I think longevity is important in that conversation. So my list would be DeRozan, um, Chris, then Chris Bosch. Or maybe DeRozan, then Lowry, actually, because I think he's played, like, he's got all the records now for, like, playoff yeah. points and shit like that. Uh, DeRozan, Lowry, Bosch, Vince. Those four in any order you want, really. Mm -hmm. And then Kawhi. Well, what Kawhi did was is unmatched by anyone else. But the fact that you're here for one short season, we know we won the championship. You won finals MVP, but that was like, short stay yeah. versus uh, some guys really meant a lot to this city and became fan favorites, man. Toronto used Kawhi. Kawhi used Toronto. It was mutually beneficial. Everyone's happy, but I don't think he's not on our personal list of greatest Raptors because the greatest Raptors all wanted to be here for at least a few years. We know mm -hmm. Vince left on a sour note, but when you put on for years on end, that's when you make that list. All right, y'all get comfortable because this is a long one. Next up, we got an email from Milky Moo. Yo, Gonna skip the part where I suck you off like everyone else in the post office and get straight to my point, boys. Why the fuck don't any of Costin's filmers, friends, editors, or teammates ever tell him that his bullshit ass gimpy, lol, look how funny it is when I pretend to suck at skating act 
isn't funny. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sure he's a good dude. And yes, I'm aware he has legend status, etc., etc. I fucking know, cunt. But when I'm taking a shit, I only have a limited time to watch skate videos. And if I'm watching a bunch of cunts rip, and then that motherfucker interrupts my broadcast to grab a mute and do some fake hand plant shit on a two-foot quarter, I see red. Ooh. He just wasted a few seconds of my most valued time of the day for a joke that wasn't funny. Prick. Give me your thoughts on this serious issue. Anyway, fuck. Old Eric got me riled up, so here's my real question. Who'd you rather see chalky and faceplant and dog shit while pushing down a busy street? Cody Mack or Mickey Papa? Don't forget that if Cody faceplants, he will also probably stab himself with his toothpick. Okay, okay, okay. On a positive note, thank you for changing my opinion about a few skaters you've had on the show, particularly Sean Pablo. Didn't give a fuck about the skinny cunt, but since I heard his rapid fire, I gotta say, I got a bit of a boner for the young man. <laughs> I'm in Paris right now, and I'm feeling a green can, but I guess I'll have to resort to Heineken because these Parisian fucks don't sell steam whistles. What the fuck, bro? I thought France and Canada were tight. Send me a box if you got a spare one, boys. And don't try and tell me they're going to explode on the plane, Ghost. You can come up with a better excuse than that. And if you made it this far, shout out to my boys in Oz, who I know are listening. Jeffers, Dutchie, and Ronnie. Cheers, boys, or mans, or whatever the fuck they say in Canada. Gee. If you're going to come through with an email like that, drop a name, dog. Milky Poo, I respect you, but... Is it Milky Poo or Milky Moo? <laughs> Milky whatever, man. I'm trying to search you up on Insta and see if you're really coming with it, dog. <laughs> yeah, you got to put a name to that heat, dog. But Costin, like you said, legend status. It is what it is, man. He's doing his thing. He's still skating at a at an old age. And uh, I respect it, dog. I respect it too, but uh, I'm going to have to go on wax and agree with the... He's been doing that whole shtick forever. Did I say that I didn't agree? I'm oh, just saying, okay, like, okay. yeah, legend status. It is what it is, man. It's Eric Costin, dog. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. We don't have to all love it. I personally don't find it funny. Like, I've seen, like, I didn't think it was funny. I thought that was him being serious. Oh, no. Like, every year at Tampa Pro, he, like, does, like, a whack, like, line with all these, like, tricks that aren't, like, he's just, like, grabbing his board on, like, banks and, but whatever. <laughs> like, like we've all said, it's costing keep doing you <laughs> no one can say nothing to you you're a fucking all-time great beast so uh you know power to you not giving a fuck whether people like it or not and uh, as for your question who would you we rather see face planting dog shit i don't know that's kind of harsh man but i'm gonna go with cody mack i guess damn b well, well you know you're gonna say mickey pava so i picked cody mack so yeah. they can both do it for fuck's sakes obviously let them I'm, do it together obviously i'm going with mickey papa i actually like i like cody mack okay. he did a switch yeah, trade right. nose ground pop out it doesn't matter I, i'm not like i know he's obviously got like some kooky. you can't take that back that's recording no i i know that's he's going in the bloopers there's a lot of kookiness that goes in the bloopers episode associated with him but like as far as just raw talent, like, I don't mind. Like, if he has a part, I'm definitely going to watch it at least. Anything else to address on this fucking novel? Nah, shouts to Sean Pablo, though, man. One of our favorite guests, too. All right, next up, we got an email from TJ Armstrong. What's good, sonnies? Loving the new season. I appreciate you guys cutting your usual summer breaks short in celebration of the Raptors taking over the world. I have two questions for y'all. First up, when are we going to get the man of pain, the colossal of sin, Captain Kook, the one and only Mickey Papa inside Studio E. I think it would be a funny episode picking the man's brain 
and his thoughts on the shots fired his way over the course of the last few years. My second question regards your illegal trick interview with Jenkum. Donvin mentioned 270s out of backtails and front blunt are good, but anything else is probably a no-go. I agree completely with the latter, but is a front tail 270 considered illegal as well? Just was curious to hear both your thoughts on this. Mad love for the pod. It's a cool thing still. Well, Mickey's going to have to clean the dog shit off his face from last email before he gets in here, man. It's oh. kind of tight quarters, G. Yeah, I am really trying to have Mickey on here. As funny as it might be for two minutes, the other, the rest of the hour would be painful. <laughs> Front tail 270s? Yeah, I wouldn't do them, man. That's just me, though. Yeah, I think we've said this before, but the only ones that I'm down with or have been down with is like a Paul Trepp. Switch tail 270, like full rotation, no touching the ground on like an out ledge or something. Our boy Morgan Smith used to be the tail 270, switch tail 270 king, and he's even retired them. He'll do them for jokes, you know, because they're kind of funny looking these days, but yes, yeah, so keep them the back tails and uh, front blunts. Oh, and uh, shouts Antoine Asselin, back blunt 270s. He does them really fast and good. Back blunt front 270? Yeah, like on on ledges. Like Damn. if you don't do it properly, I could see that trick looking gross, but like he, I've seen him do some clean ass ones. All right, next up we got an email from Mike Ruggiero. We got a couple emails about this topic, so we're just going to read the one. Boys, boys, boys. Did you peep Grosso's Love Letters episode about Canadian skateboarding? As an American, I'm wondering if you think the episode correctly represented Canadian skating. Keep up the great work, Mike. Yeah, I watched it the other day and I thought it was awesome. He says himself in the intro, I think, that like ob- he obviously can't cover everything. And I mean, it's a YouTube video for our entertainment. We're not paying for it. So if, uh, some people were complaining and shit, but I don't think anyone should be complaining. I thought it was awesome. I learned a lot about uh, the history of Canadian skating. And people were seemed bummed that there wasn't like any current Ontario shit. Jeff literally couldn't even get into the country and I think considering that he did a great job or their team did a great job. Um, the West Coast was covered pretty well, Montreal. And then Bill Weiss held it down for Ontario, but obviously from like more back in the day shit, which was really interesting. It would have been nice if there was someone to speak on the more current shit, you know, in Toronto and Ontario. All things considered, it was really dope. If you haven't watched it, definitely watch it. And just remember when you're complaining about shit like that, they're just doing this for our entertainment and we get to watch it for free kind of like our podcast you know what i'm saying we just put it out there we can't make everyone happy but no one's forcing you to watch or listen to these things so i don't think there's any point in really complaining but it was they did a great job all right and our last email of the week's coming from tom mckay hey guys been listening since day one and i figured it was about time to stop by the post office It's tough living all the way across the country from my family, but I knew my little brother had grown up to be a real one when I opened the Bunt Instagram story and saw a picture of the young man rocking his Bunt Worldwide tee on the feed. During my last visit back home to Vancouver, it seemed like everyone who was still skating hard and pushing 30 was also doing yoga. Dudes won't stop talking about it, saying it's life-changing and that they feel better than ever. My dusty ass is not feeling better than ever these days, but I just cannot bring myself to walk into a yoga studio. I'm interested to know what you guys think. Is yoga 
the skateboarder secret fountain of youth or just overhyped real shit i never done yoga in my life either man i'm kind of curious but just never had tough for me to speak on that reggie <laughs> yo check your ego at the door sign up right now i just showed don on my phone i had a reminder set for 9 a.m that says sign up for yoga i did it i started doing it for the first time after my first ankle surgery and yo my flexibility was through the roof and like for an hour i was still like three or four months away from being able to skate but like for an hour after every yoga class i just felt a hundred percent like i could skate it was insane i'm a dumbass so i stopped doing it but tom yo i'm gonna sign up for yoga this week so you better too man and then email us again and i want to see your fucking reservation just let's do this together man i'm, I'm getting back on it yo. it's a game changer and it's not all talk trust me well there you have it the ghost is ruled not overhyped man all right, y'all, that's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Keep sending your emails in to thebuntlive at gmail.com and maybe hit thebuntlive.com and record your little voice note. We'd love to hear from you. It's time for the rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. An absolutely slow week in the sports biz, baby. This is usually when all your favorite reporters and podcasters go on vacation, right? Ain't that the truth. So we're going to do our best to dig up a couple topics and hopefully it'll tide y'all over to next week, man. I think we talked about this a little bit last week. The Chargers and Melvin Gordon are at an absolute stalemate. News coming out of San Diego that the Chargers will not cave and an extension is not coming soon for Melv Gordon, man. Is this the Lev Bell effect? Is he going to be the first man after Lev Bell we see hold out for a year? Could be, but at least in his case, he'd be holding out on $5.6 million and not a 14. franchise tag, which is a lot more money. We'll see, man. Uh, I hope he gets paid. Just pay the man, man. What the fuck? You know Austin Eckler ain't that dude. And y'all got the money. You're a sports franchise in LA. You'll be just fine. What's the most hurtful to me in these situations is guys missing years in their prime. Phillip Rivers missing his best running back when his years are uh, slowly coming to an end. It's just a bad thing all around, and management's just trying to uh, hold the money over their head. But the guy's a running back. He does the dirtiest job on your team, man. Give him some cake, for fuck's sake. Real shit, man. They really need to change that CBA in football. It's a disgrace. These guys on rookie deals for five years when half their careers are over before those five years like it's fucked up sticking with the running backs lev bell pretty outspoken dude wouldn't you say love it back at it again on social media it's being criticized by everyone saying he ain't playing enough football and the man clapped back ain't that right yeah he was he had a really good point which was hilarious he was saying like do you think your favorite person or athlete or entertainer just does what they're known for 24 7. he's like do you think beyonce just goes home and sings all day do you think lebron just wakes up and plays basketball all day do you think someone who works at target just gets home and starts putting stuff on shelves uh he's got a point man and just because we don't see what they're up to don't mean that he ain't working man so cut the man some slack god damn it can't wait to see what he looks like in gang green man Sliding over to the NBA, a subject we love talking about, people securing bags. One of our favorite players, Bradley Beal, offered a big time bag. 
Should he take it or not? Three years, 111 million. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> I mean, he's already been making a lot of money, so... Fuck, man. He's still young. I forget how old he is. 24, maybe? 25, 26 max. He's in that range, but... I don't know, man. That team is going nowhere fast, and it might be smart for him to wait and see what teams you know present themselves because in this day and age as we saw with Kawhi turning down you know what added up to be like 80 million or so to not stay with the spurs maybe beal does something similar we'll see man but that's a lot of fucking money for three years it's a lot man. of cake man and a guy who suffered a lot a lot of injuries early on in his career has gotten healthy the last couple seasons absolutely balled out i love that nba players are in the driver's seat baby it's just it's just different man real shit but personally i would like to see him maybe go to miami was a destination Whoa. they were talking about maybe go to portland yo please go to Portland. a lot man. of teams could use Holy. bradley beal's services man absolutely a little bit more news in the nba the big fundamental signing a new contract but for a different position this time assistant coach with the spurs <laughs> shouts to you fucking tim duncan you weirdo I love I just still love that he retired and then got a giant tattoo on his back that like <laughs> is like makes him look like a robot like it's like his skin's peeling and there's like mechanics in there. Hype to see him on the sideline next year. Nothing but love for Big Timmy. Let's finish it up with we've seen a lot of lists coming out about people's favorite backcourts, top 5 backcourts in the NBA. Who's the best? I mean Parody is once again about to reign supreme in the NBA, and it's all about duos, and me and the Ghosts are going to give you our favorite too. So this is just, as far as favorites, it's not like the best one, because some of the duos have gnarly injuries, right? So I mean, LeBron James and AD is clearly the best one. We'll see. Maybe LeBron fall starts falling off that cliff this year, where well, he kind of started last cyborg, year. Man. I would take, yo, okay, so my favorite one is Steph and Clay. Who doesn't love Clay? And some people don't like Steph. Like don't you don't like, like Steph, yeah. but man, you know, watching him drop bombs. Like when he gets hot, it's almost there's nothing more entertaining. You can be maybe just as entertaining, but nothing's more entertaining than Steph when he's on a gnarly run. So that's my favorite one. And then the one I'm most excited to watch next year is Kawhi and Paul George. That will definitely be an interesting one, man. What about you? For me, I'm gonna have to stick with. My Blazers, Damon, CJ, absolutely love watching those two. Hope they can take the next step. And without the big threes everywhere, their chance is getting better. And the one I'm most looking forward to, probably not going to see it for quite a while, but Kyrie and KD can do some absolute damage. That's going to be definitely a cool one to watch. Yeah, I, you know we both love the Blazers duo. I feel like them taking the next step, it's not them who has to take the next step. It's They've everyone. been balling out. It's their front office, man. They got to get Kevin Love or Beal or another fucking or stud. Yeah. For real shit. Sakes. With that said, let's get the fuck out of here, B. Yeah, we bouncing, baby. Check y'all next week. 100 Eps in the bag, yo. Secured, dog. Let's go hit the streets now, eh? <laughs>